Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at bdon300, and you can follow our main account at Huskies on Tap. But today we have a special treat for Husky fans. We apologize for not being out at Fatty's last night, but to make up for it, we have the pride and joy of DeKalb, Illinois, Mr. Cole Tucker with us today. Cole, how are you, man? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing good. So I saw here in the notes that you're leading the MAC so far this season in, rece- I think, receiving yards per game. What would you say has attributed to your quick start to the season? You know, I think that, you know, a lot of work in the offseason you know, comes with that. You know, me getting together with Rocky. Yeah. And, you know, forming a connection that, you know, carried over from last year, the end of last year. So us getting together, kind of knowing what he wants on routes, the timing on routes has really been helpful. And, you know, the coaches have done a great job putting me in position to make some plays and, you know, get open. You know, sometimes they scheme me open. But, you know, a lot of hard work in the offseason. Yeah, and it's really been paying off. And then, too, you got some new friends in the receiver room. You bring in Casper. You bring in Shamar. What have you seen that they've added to a room that really needed some veteran experience in this room? Yeah, so they're they're both, you know, Shamar's, you know, last year, Casper's been veteran, too, as well. So, you know, they're very smart. They've played a lot of football. You know, they know exactly what they're doing on the field. They've, they've also formed a great connection with Rocky. Um, you know, they've come in from day one and been very hardworking and, you know, up to the task of running this offense and, you know, trying to make a difference. And they've both done that, you know, greatly. And then as someone who who was coming to games here when you were, you know, a very young child, probably a toddler. Yeah. What was it like coming out on Saturday to see, you know, a relatively full Husky stadium? It was roaring. You got an SEC opponent for it. Like, this is the stuff yeah. you dream about oh as my. a kid, right? Yeah, it was awesome. You know, I remember being seven, eight years old, sitting in those seats, being yeah. like, wow, this place is packed. Yeah. And then, you know, I get here and I'm like, you know, it's, it's, it feels weird playing here when I remember those days of, you know, me coming to games. But, you know, it was awesome to see, you know, the community come out and the students come out and support. You know, obviously we didn't get the result we wanted, but, you know, we appreciate the support. And, you know, we're trying to have every home game be like that. Yeah, and you get you got to play a few home games, or you got to play some high school games here too, right? Because the Cal Sycamore plays at yeah, Husky Stadium, just right? one. So just my junior junior year, the Cal Sycamore game got rained out, so oh, we played God. at the Cal, and that was crazy because we couldn't fit everyone. Yeah, so it was like people. it was like ten thousand people there surrounding the. I wonder uh, what it would have been like to try and go to like any of the grocery stores or like oh a restaurant goodness. in it town unreal. <laughs> it's like uh it's, yeah. those move those old yeah. movies they show high school football it's like the yeah. whole town that, shut down yeah, that, that one was not but i did get to play here my senior year well, yeah that was fun yeah from first touchdown husky stadium man, see my year. <laughs> that's sick yeah so presumably this year last year yeah, right so year. so what are we'll we'll fine-tune the the accomplishment question to this year because you've already accomplished so much yeah. there's not much left on the list but what are three things you want to accomplish before the end of this season you know i think the first thing first and foremost i want to win a bowl game yeah you know, it's been a long time since then i just won a bowl game um you know just getting getting that experience with your, your teammates one last time it's the last bowl game will be the last game of my career here so mm-hmm. you know, going out with that would be amazing um We've already won two MAC championships, but I think another one would be pretty cool. I mean, you know, three, my, three P. Yeah. I know three, half my years here, we would have won one. Yes, yeah. you know, fifty percent. Yeah, I'll yeah. take that. I guess. So I think that's kind of one. Um, I'll be in all conference. This is definitely one that I, you know, feel like I should have had in the past. But yeah. Uh, well, if you keep up at this pace, it's going to yeah. be really hard to keep you off. That yeah. Way. So that that's one I haven't been all conference yet. You know, in college, and you know, I'm really really hoping to get that. Well, as I always say during the game, a lot of game left, a lot of oh, season yeah, left, lot of season and left. there is a lot of passes left to catch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Let's talk about a little bit of Saturday. So, unfortunately, our guy Rocky went down. He mm-hmm. wasn't able to finish the game. But give Husky Nation some encouragement on Ethan Hampton just, you know, in the event that he has to play this weekend against Kentucky. Yeah, you know, you know, we're, we're prepared for both to play. You know, I don't really know the situation. Yeah, no. Like I said, I, I just play. Coach, coach talk oh, about oh it. Oh, my but... God, yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, I'm, I have full faith in Ethan. You know, he's been – he's a very mature kid for his age, only in his second year, but he's – you know, coming, he's been like a veteran, he's an excellent leader. You know, he's taking yeah. after Rocky and leading the offense. And that's what you know, coach being, has been saying. He that guy in the huddle. Like a starter. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been he's been great. You know, he's getting guys a position. He's, you know, being, you know, he's being, you know, tells us what he wants. He's not afraid to tell us if we're doing something wrong or what yeah. he wants from us specifically. And that's whoever's throwing it. They have the they have the key to the offense. So we need exactly. to, we need to, we need, I we need says, to I say them. the key to the Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. So we, we we need to you know do what they want. But he's been you know spectacular here. Yeah, and before anyone panics, the first thing Coach said when he came in the presser is the news that we got was a lot better than we expected, but it's Tuesday. We have no idea. So without giving uh, anything up, did you talk to Rock? Is he yeah. in good spirits? Yeah, I've stuff? talked to him. Okay. Yeah, he's he's cool. in great spirits. You know, me and Rock are close friends. You know, yeah. I hit him up. I said, you know, how's the knee? Didn't really know how to beat around the bush there. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, you know, he's in great spirits. You know, he's been at practice. Obviously, on the game, he became a coach in the second half of that game on Saturday. Yeah. And then Monday and today, he's been like a, another coach out there helping Ethan, helping the offense. You know, he's telling Ethan what he sees and how he should see it and what to look for. He's yeah. been phenomenal. So I think that was one thing that coach emphasized in the offseason is like they put a lot more on Rocky's plate. And I mean, so far this season in his time, you can tell. Yeah. I think we have a lot of weapons on the yeah, guys like George Gums. You know, Liam got his first touchdown yeah. catch. He's looking good in the past pro. Tristan Davis has been looking good. And I think the the pride and joy of this team comes back to the offensive line, but you guys, I think the issue does not reside on that side of the ball on Saturday. I think you guys can go out there and, and find some points. This opponent though, defensively, what have you seen? I mean, I looked and they are a team that allows single digits. They've only yeah. allowed nine points per game and they pitched a shutout last week. What do you guys have to do to yeah. stay on your game? I mean, we just, we need to execute. You know, obviously their SEC opponent, they got all the athletes, they got all the, the stars in the yeah. world. But, I mean, they're, they're very good. They have a great front seven. They have a very athletic and fast secondary. So, you know, if, to us, it comes down to execution, doing what we can do, doing our 111 to make sure we go out there and get the job done, move the ball, you know, sustain drives, and, you know, hope get, get to get some points. You heard that, that one of one. It's a real thing. They live by it. You know, if you all do your one of one, at the end of the day, we should be on the right side of this one. But going into this game, as – the vet receiver in the room, someone that like, yo, I might be doing the feed the Cole Tucker tweet all night. Like, what do you expect from yourself and, and what do you want to see from yourself out there? Yeah, on I, think, I think, you know, my, my biggest thing is just to play with confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never been one to, you know, shy away from competition, never been one to, you know, focus on an opponent. I kind of just do my own thing and then hopefully they adjust to me. Yeah. But, you know, this is a great yeah. opponent. So, you know, playing fast, you know, being fast in my routes because of their speed and athleticism yeah. is very important for me. You know, I just want to go out there and compete, you know, blocking game, passing game, do whatever I can to get up a team. Lunch pail guy. I hope Jalen Johnson heard that. So when you guys can reunite next year, he's oh, yeah. ready for uh, round two. Coach, was, or one of you guys, I think it was, was talking about that Utah game. But on top of having Vanderbilt last week, you get – I think it, I think it worked out perfectly, like, right? Like, Vanderbilt's probably the lesser of yeah. Kentucky. But I think it's, like, a good conditioning game from the physical standpoint and, yeah, like, the hits of, and stuff like that. Litmus test almost. Yeah, yeah. litmus test. So how do you think that – kind of having that game one week before Kentucky has better prepared you guys to now you got to go on the road to beat this Kentucky team. Yeah, no, I think, you know, even despite the loss, it prepared us more, you know, 
we're used to that kind of size and athleticism that the SEC brings. You know, yeah, Kentucky's a step ahead of that. So you know, it's kind of a yeah, top ten you know, team. They're, I mean, they're they're number eight in the country for a reason. They're not they didn't just get there by fluke. There and they beat Florida at the they swamp beat, and they too. Beat Florida, you know, they're very athletic. They they're well coached. They're disciplined. But you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's you know, it's gonna be fun, man. Yeah, I, I love going in and playing those new get in those big stadiums. You know, oh played, yeah, played in Nebraska, played in Iowa, Georgia Tech, Utah. Yeah, so this would be awesome. Yeah, and it's fun, too, because, you know, you really can tell where your team is at going into the MAC play because you guys got Ball State one yeah, week after, yeah, so you know. Until, you know like, yeah, so you know you yeah. know those two games are going to be tough. But oh, yeah. we talked before we sat down to start the interview. I asked you about the touchdown. So I know you said you kind of blacked oh, out during God, the yeah. play, but yeah. kind of take us through that play because it was yeah. a heck of a play. I was like, he might go down there, he might go down there. And, <laughs> no, he's going down in the end zone, yeah. so. You know, third down call, you know, we made – they went cover zero just <laughs> across the board. The cojones um, on them. Yeah, we, and I just ran, you know, just a just simple drag route. I got picked a little bit. You know, the whole offseason I've been working on run after catch. That has been my strong suit in the past. Yeah. Uh, just been working on that, working on speed and strength. And, you know, finally got one where I was able to show it off a little bit, the yeah. improvements. And, you know, you know, Harrison Whaley made a phenomenal block down for the Ran faster than I've ever seen a human run. I'm gonna have to go to back chase, and check chase, that out because like, I love that. And the other guys down, you know, he sealed them off, blocked like two guys at the end. I don't know if they would have caught me. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. Call the burners on. Yeah, but he made sure that there was no chance I could catch me. Yeah, and then you know, all the receivers were blocking downfield, and it was just a perfect play call for a perfect defense, and then everything after that just worked. Yeah, out. yeah, and then I mean, I don't know what it is, but third down and fourth down your hands turn to glue, you turn into – you literally just turn into Randy yeah. Moss. Like, what happens to you on third and fourth down to where it's like every single time it goes your way, it's, it's usually going to be a first down? I don't know. I really don't know what happens. You know, uh, I expect turn the, into the I, hole. I, I expect the ball on first and second down too when his pass plays, and, you know, if it doesn't come to me, great. But third down, I feel like, you know, Rocky and the coaches trust me, you know, that I have sure hands to pick it up. Yeah. You know, even if I'm covered, like, I'll find a way. If I'm not covered, I'll bring it in. You know, knowing my routes, knowing the technique, knowing the, the adjustments off any coverage, that's important because, you know, to get in the right spot, it takes a lot against certain defenses. So, yeah. And then do you have uh, any words of encouragement for Husky fans that would be traveling down to Lexington this weekend? And thanks, too, as well. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just it's going to be it's gonna be a great game. You know, we're not going down there just to, you know. Get a check, yeah, yeah. yeah get a check. Trying to we're, get, a, yeah, trying to get a check and come back are, with a dub. We are actively trying to win this game. Yes. And I think that some people, you know, some fans, you know, maybe think like, oh, like we get it, like Kentucky's ranked. No, we don't care. I yeah. Mean, they're great, but it's one to know we, this we week. Yeah. Yeah, we want to win. We still want to win. Coach Hammock is preaching, you know, preparing to win, and that's what we're doing. So, yeah. And it's going to be a great environment. I've never been to Kentucky. Never played at Kentucky. I've only before. driven through it. It's I, think a, I've been, I think I've driven through it, but like yeah. Lexington, I have never been to. So I'm excited. Yeah, I drove through it and I saw Louisville Stadium, and I'm like, that's yeah. also a basketball school, but yeah. their stadium looks pretty lit. Louisville, too. yeah, Louisville on TV looks great. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a, a nice atmosphere. So, with that being said, we'll we'll wrap up with uh, the usual one. Where can we find you at on social media? Um, Instagram is at Cole Tuck, Cole underscore Tucker twenty four, and Twitter is at Cole underscore Tucker fifteen. And then one final one. Um, Going into this game, what is it that is the key for this offense to make sure that everything goes off smoothly? Yeah, I think I think the biggest key is uh, sustaining drives. You know, okay. Not not. I'm ready taking, for forty taking, minutes. Taking care of the ball, and sustaining yeah. drives. You know, we 
they have a great quarterback. Yes. Uh, keeping him off the field as much as possible would be a good a good idea. Yeah. But you know, for us, it's not even about what they have on offense. It's about what it's we about, can do. Yeah, coach yeah. said it's about it's us. about it's about we can what we can do as an offense. You know, not you know, obviously, if, if we can score quick, yeah, we can score quick. That's fine. But being able to pick up those third downs, staying staying in front of the chains, not getting behind the chains, and being you know as efficient as we can, and all doing our one eleventh as we said before to yeah. make sure that the drives go our way, even if it results in three points, that's better yeah. than punting. It's better than you zero, and, better and, than and John, I think John is due for a big game yeah. too. So, yeah, so. Uh, one thing, actually, two questions because I I forgot we're playing Kentucky. We're playing against an interesting character and in Will Levis. Mm-hmm. What is your coffee order? I don't, don't drink coffee. Okay, so no mayonnaise <laughs> in your coffee. Yeah, I, I've never even. I think I've tried an iced coffee before. Yeah. And then I've never had hot coffee. So he was going viral before the season. I've seen, I've seen the, <laughs> the SEC the media day. Yeah. And it's one of the, granted, I just said I don't drink coffee. Yeah. It's one of the more absurd things I've ever seen. Okay. And, and then there's one more too banana, peel or no peel? Like, do I peel it or do I eat it? Yeah. Yeah, I peel it. Okay. He does not peel his bananas. So he either. eats the peel? Yeah, I'll send you the video. Doesn't that make you sick? Like, how does that not? <laughs> yeah, you just lucked into it because you ended up on the Kentucky Week episode. But yeah, I had to had to ask a player on the team what their two uh, preferred methods for a coffee and a banana was. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I can't imagine the peel. That's got to be rough going down. It's like trying to eat a peanut with a shell on it, you know? Yeah, it's like it's it's hard. It's not hard, but it's not. It's definitely not easy to chew. I would assume. Yeah, no, it's probably terrible. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> yeah, it's gross too. And then too, yeah, don't put uh, don't put mayo in your coffee. Put a little extra cream and sugar yeah. in there. But that was Cole Tucker. Uh, we really do appreciate him for joining us, Cole. I look forward to seeing you out there on Saturday. On the other side of this episode, I'll break down the numbers and all the fun stuff between us and Kentucky, and get you guys prepared for this matchup. But again, we really do thank Cole for joining us here on this episode. We'll see you guys on the other side. All right, everyone. Now that we've wrapped up with Cole Tucker and our interview portion of today's show, we are going to get into this week's matchup against Kentucky. On the road, the Huskies travel to Lexington, Kentucky to take on the Kentucky Wildcats, number eight team in the nation. Quality team, as you guys all heard Coach Hammock talk about in the press conference, heard Cole talk about in his portion of the show, and you'll hear me talk about on this portion of the show. They are a very talented team. They only allowed nine points per game. They averaged 31. For the last three or four years, though, that's a team that has continued to get better year in and year out, and I think this is the best Kentucky football team that we've probably seen in many years, if you will. They're led by quarterback Will Levis. They have a quality running back in Cavassier Smoke, and their coach, Mark Stoops, is a quality SEC coach. I know it's going to be a tough environment. It's the probably the biggest talent differential that we'll see all season and probably the best team that we'll see all season. I can definitively say not probably. So, yeah, I don't know why I said probably, but – Coach Hammock in the press conference stressed the importance of ball control and playing discipline. They have to have good drives and they have to hold on to the football. And then two, they want to be able to create turnovers. Well, Levis is a guy that's thrown, he's thrown four interceptions already this season. So there will be opportunities to go out there and maybe take one or two away. And I think in this game, in order for us to be competitive and ultimately have a chance to win this game, because you're never going to hear me talk about, how we don't have a chance to win a game. It has to be a coach hammock special 
a boa constrictor special. We need the ball for at least 35, maybe 40 minutes in this game. And we need to keep this Kentucky offense off the field. Now the hard part too is scoring on the Kentucky defense. Uh, if you look at their games so far this season, they have played one close game in their game against uh, Florida. They ended up pulling that one out against them at the Swamp, their biggest win of the season. And then they've also played against Youngstown State, in which they won that game 31 to nothing. And then they beat Miami of Ohio 37 to 13. And that was a game that was pretty close at the half. At the half, it was. 13 to 10 Kentucky and then Kentucky ran away with it in the second half. So a team that is uh, at a similar skill set to us, a Mac team was pretty close with them for the first half. And I would hope that we can be pretty close with them for four quarters and find a way to win this football game. On the topic of our friend Rocky, they said in the press conference, coach Hammock did say that they got better news than they anticipated. Take that however you want. In the videos that I've seen so far from this week from NIU football, it has been Ethan that's been highlighted as the quarterback in those videos. So whether we have Rocky or not is something that nobody will really know until Saturday when they run out of the tunnel. And whether we have Rocky or not should not change how we approach this game. I know that may sound simple-minded of me, but I think this is still a game, even with Rocky, that we're probably going to look to control the line of scrimmage and control the time of possession. So there's going to be a lot of Ontario Brown carries. There's going to be a lot of Harrison Wade Lee. There's going to be a lot of Mason Blakemore. I really think that in order to win this game, it's going to have to be ugly. It's going to have to be with trick plays. It's going to have to be with the guttiest defensive performance that we've ever seen. I mean, going into this game, I think we're like 30-point underdogs. I'd have to double-check on that, but... It's not a game that uh, many have given us a chance to win, if any. I will probably be the only one and then the players in the locker. But right now, it is at a 96.4% chance that Kentucky beats us on Saturday. And the spread is 26.5 with an over-under of 53. Usually for spreads this high, there's no money line available, but... If you can find a couple extra dollars in your piggy bank for a money line sprinkle, NIU is plus $15.50 on the money line. So a $10 bet, I think, would win you $155. Just saying. I know we can't bet it in Illinois, but I know we got people out of state that have spent $10 worse ways. And I know if I was out of state, I'd put a little sprinkle on it just for the hell of it. Why not? But... It's a litmus test. It is an SEC opponent. It is an SEC opponent on the road, and it's a team that's better than anybody else will play this season and a team that we get a week after we already played an SEC team. A lot of SECs in those few sentences, but that's fine. That's where we're at. We are at that point of the season where it's the final week of non-conference. You just got to get through this game, and then you have the conference schedule for the rest of the way. And it's a lot of winnable games and a lot of games that, on paper, we match up as the better team. But this week, that is not the case. So we're going to have to find the way, find a way to win the game in different ways. And defensively, we have to be able to tackle. We have to be sound in our assignments and our responsibilities and find a way to limit 
Will Levis in, in his way to attack our defense because they're averaging 294 yards through the air up to this point. And, and Will Levis is a quarterback that even Coach Hammock said in the press conference is highly regarded as, as a first-round draft pick in this upcoming draft. So it's tough. It's – it's it's basically the Michigan game from last year, if you will. I don't know if this team is as good as that Michigan team from last year, but they got dudes. They pride themselves really on being a defensive team. I know I've talked strictly only about their offense, but anytime you can come into a season and you're three games into the season, you've only you are allowing only nine points per game. Like that's a serious defensive unit. I'll be interested to see how Kentucky fares when they play against the cream of the crop in the SEC. That's when we'll really find out who Kentucky is. Right now, they are 3-0, or they're the number eight team in the country. And we're the team that has to come in and give them a hard time because they're probably looking at us on the schedule thinking, cupcake game, we're going to go into conference, play 4-0, and let's get after it and try to get to the SEC championship. To make it as difficult as possible for them to get to that fourth win. And Cole, Cole talked about it when he was on the show. Coach Hammock talked about it in the press conference. They are preparing for this game as if they are going into this game to shock the world. This is a game, This is a team that is not a stranger to doing this in these type of spots where you can go on the road and you can take care of a Power 5 opponent at their place. And – I think the experience that we have in these one possession games, the experience that we have in these power five games or games where we're playing teams from higher conferences will bode well for us out there on Saturday. If we're going to find a way to win this game. And I know people are probably like, he's, he's mad. Like what is he? He's crazy saying that we're going to win this game. If we're going to find a way to win this game, this is a game that I don't think even gets to 45 or 50 points like it would have to be I would say like a like a 27 24 just NIU 45 minutes time of possession just a simple refusal to give them the ball back and then Kentucky like 15 or 20 minutes in we just happen to have more possessions than them and we're more successful I know it sounds crazy but in college football, a number like this, like 26 and a half, it means one of two things. It means NIU's either going to give Kentucky the game of the season that they've had so far, or 26 and a half is not going to be enough points to save us to cover a spread. Like, we might get thumped. And I don't think that's going to be the case, but in my history of seeing games with lines this big, they don't usually end right around the number. It's either a lot more in favor of the underdog, which is us, and I kind of like that people are really counting us out. All of Big Blue Nation, as they call themselves, have probably already written this down as a W, but not those people in that locker room. And Those are the people that count for us, and we're going into this game with the full expectation that NIU is going to put their best foot forward and try to get a dub. And – I will be unbearable on Twitter.com to Big Blue Nation, and I know some of our fellow t- Twitter followers will uh, take in in the shenanigans as we did last year against Georgia Tech after we upset them. So 
hopefully we can get a good performance from the guys on Saturday that will allow us to do that. But I do think no matter which way you cut it, I think this game stays within this number. Slower game, less possessions. I think it's a – I'm not going to say a lower scoring game because we don't have a great defense, but I think it's not going to be like Vanderbilt last week or Tulsa the week before. It'll probably end maybe in the 40s or the 50s for total points. Offensively, it has to be our our identity, our bread and butter. We have to be able to run the football, right? Coach Hammock always talks about two things in this game that always travel, a good defense and a good running game. We may not necessarily have a great defense, but we definitely have a good running game, and we've always found success in these type of games with our running game. So I can hope that we're able to find the yards that we need to keep the chains moving and put this team in the best possession, uh, best position to win this football game. But I can go without a doubt in my mind and say that whether we have Rocky for this game or whether we have Ethan for this game, you will see 30-plus carries from the running backs. 30-plus, and I'll say let's have them account for 150 yards. Now, I know we're, we're in games where we get over 200 and stuff like that, but let's settle for 150 yards, and let's say between the three backs, they account for two touchdowns. That is like my best case scenario, what I want to see from the backs in this game. I'd like to see Cole and the receivers and Liam and all those guys make plays as well, but I do not think that this is a game that regardless of who plays quarterback for this game, that we are going to pass the ball a lot. It's going to be a lot of running, a lot of power, and us trying to, to get stops from our defense and turnovers from our defense. We need points fast. We need to score first. We need to score the first points, draw the first blood, and let the rest take care of itself from there. But get the first points, put a little bit of that pressure on Kentucky, right, and then let, let the rest of the game play out. On the defensive side of the ball, I think the most important thing this week is that front four. I think we need to be able to create as much pressure as we've created all season long with the four down linemen. We need to be able to, to get sacks. We need to be able to get tackles for loss. And we need to be able to create pressure so that Will Levis is off schedule and off his you know regular game. We need to be able to create turnovers as well. If he has four interceptions on the season in three games, one of those was against Youngstown State. They played against Florida. And then they also played against Miami of Ohio. I think we got DBs in our team that could play for any of those teams if they wanted to, and they can go out there and have this guy make a mistake. But a lot of times when you see an interception, it is predicated based off of how the pressure gets after him. If there isn't a lot of pressure in Levis's face, he's way less prone to throw an interception. So most important thing on the defensive side of the ball is to make sure that the defense gets pressure early, gets pressure often, and it gets a hand in – no, I'm not going to say a hand in his face because it's not basketball. But, you know, get your hands up. Try and bat down passes at the line. Make it difficult. Make it hectic for him. And make sure that we wrap up. Because there was a couple plays last week that we were really close to getting a sack or really close to getting a tackle for loss, and we don't wrap up. This is a team that has – more stars than us, if you will, by the star rating the high school players are ranked. And they also are going to be more physical, probably faster, probably stronger. 
So this is a game that we're going to have to use our finesse. We're going to have to use aggressive play calling in pressure downs, like third and fourth down. So you're probably going to see us go for it on fourth down again this week. But maybe not on our side of the field, but definitely at some point this game. But this is a game that if you want to win, you have to take control of it early and hold control. If we go down early, I don't know what will happen in this game. So keep the confidence rolling, keep the good times flowing, and let's find a way to win a football game this Saturday. For my score prediction, as I said, you'll never come to this show and get a score prediction from me that says, hey, we're going to lose this week. I have NIU 28, Kentucky 27. The Huskies end up winning it on a late touchdown drive to go ahead by one point. I know it's not a game-winning kick, but the game-winning extra point from the rich man from 20 yards out. Give him a little bit more confidence back because he has not had his best start to the season. That's a kid that we've talked to on this show, a kid that I've talked to personally just from being around the team. I know his mental makeup, he'll be back. And even if it's not field goals, we've seen with the onside kicks and all the other stuff, he's someone that's a big part of this team. But I think in order for us to win this game, we're going to need at least 28 points most likely. And let's try to keep Kentucky under 30. I don't think we've kept a, we've kept one team under 30 all season so far. And that team was Eastern Illinois. They're not even in division one. So not great. Got to find a way to win this one, go into conference play two and two. If we don't win it, it is not the end of the world. We're not giving up on this team. We'll be back on Monday though at Fatties. Uh, as I said in the, in the Huskies on tap official press release, there was an additional practice and a guest speaker for the team this week. So with the whole team being there, we wouldn't have even had access to Pete Nigra. Rocky was obviously there as a captain on the team, so he could not miss that responsibility. So it's just in our best interest to cancel the show for this week, but we will be back next Monday at 645 at Me and Rocky, I got to connect with Pete and see if he still wants to come on next week. But no matter which way you cut the pie, it's going to be Rocky and I at Fatties this Monday at 645. And then obviously I'll have a post-game recap ready for you guys early Monday morning to discuss what happens out there in Lexington this Saturday between our NIU Huskies and the Kentucky Wildcats. But again, this was Huskies on Tap presented to you by Fatties Pub and Grill and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. And you can follow our main page at Huskies on Tap, both on Instagram and Twitter. We really do appreciate everyone for tuning into this week's show of Huskies on Tap. We'll be back with you guys early in the week to discuss this game. We got nothing else for you guys. And go Husky. Yeah. I got drink of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. I got drink of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Toya put me over, coming with it. The, they took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in heart away.